Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah. Yeah. This is a dog episode. This is a dog cast. It's <laughs> doggest. It we is, decided that was a thing. It is doggest. Because we're in charge and we make the rules, so. I forgot we decided that. Mm-hmm. We should have been saying that the whole time. Oh, it's doggest. We should get a theme with dog barking and <laughs> the music. <laughs> John, you hear that? No, that would be terrible, actually. <laughs> Make the dogs go nuts. I feel like I was listening to your podcast, but I have to avoid every August issue episode. Yep. Not a magazine. <laughs> what if it was? <laughs> it was just like 30 pages of pictures of us talking. <laughs> no words that would be a comic book okay so you'd have to have mostly articles yeah with pictures of us just like laughing pointing at each Uh other yeah and then describing the plot of a movie yeah be like the worst magazine ever um i'll make it okay i'm on it all right (laughs) sign up for our patreon to receive our monthly zine (laughs) that's just pictures of us talking yeah that's what we do here that is true, but for some reason, <laughs> looking at it would be bad. Yeah, don't look at it. <laughs> so anyway, Anywho. we do do that here. It's called Replay Rewind. It's a movie podcast, mm-hmm. and this is the movie episode. Yeah, you made it. And I'm Meat Wedge. I'm Bucket Snake. So for the movie episode, what we do is we pick a movie that came out in the year 2000 or before, mm-hmm. And we go through and we try to remember what happens in it. And then we go watch it and we come back and we tell you what actually happened in it. And Mm -hmm. then we give you some fun trivia about it kind of along the way. Yeah. So that we learn something. We enjoy something. We both have beautiful, calming voices. Mm -hmm. It's like listening to your friends hang out. Yeah. Because we are your friends. And we are hanging out. That's true. And it's like watching a movie, but in your ears. Yeah. It's so fun. I don't have to sell this to you. You're already here listening you're to it. here. <laughs> but in case you're just trying it out, it is great. It's all those things. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. So I have a question for you. Ask me. I already know the answer. Oh. Because <laughs> we're friends. Yeah. What's your favorite, like, animal pattern? Oh. Like for... Actually, maybe I don't know. I mean, I know that giraffes are your favorite animal, but yeah. that might not necessarily be the one that you like looking at. Well, I do like giraffe pattern if it's on a giraffe. Yeah. But I don't... I wouldn't like buy a shirt that was giraffe pattern. I would buy a shirt that was giraffe pattern if there was also a giraffe on it. Gotcha. You wouldn't just wear giraffe pattern pants. I don't know. Those look pretty cool. I mean, no, I don't think I would. No. I would like them. Yeah. I would appreciate them. Yeah. But it's not really my aesthetic. That's fair. But I don't know. I I do kind of, I like leopard print and cheetah print on things. I think it's cute. Yeah. It has the connotation of like, Maybe I'm a little trashy. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And snakeskin is fun. Mm-hmm. 
But I don't know that I have a favorite. Do you have a favorite? It's, I mean, I'm a leopard print girly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, my great grandma was super into it and I like it. It does have a little bit of like a little trashy, maybe a little punk rock if it's hot pink. Yeah, it depends gives you like the on how you do it. Yeah, yeah, the context, but also it's got very like old lady vibes, which I'm all yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, and I can't wait if you mesh the two. Can't wait till you're a trashy old lady, right? <laughs> it's gonna be so cute. I'm trying to start now, but there's a certain charm about it when you're 80 and you're just like, I truly don't care. Yeah, what you think? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've I've just always I've loved I've always liked animal prints in mm-hmm. general zebra stripes are cool yeah i like zebra stripes but leopard leopard print's got to be my fave yeah i just bought new leopard print shoes oh hell yeah. last week nice i yeah. know we put leopard print in your hair a couple times so that was fun that too yeah that was a big like you know that was definitely one of those things that it's like i all throughout high school i had wanted to do and it's like now i have the money and i know the people <laughs> and i'm doing it yeah and it was everything that i hoped it would be yeah it was really fun to do also yeah, so I don't know. I guess if I had to pick one, it would be giraffe print. Yeah. You know, but I probably just wouldn't like wear it. Yeah, you're not really an animal print kind of person. I just don't wear a lot of prints because mm-hmm. I have too many tattoos. Right, you are allowed. I'm just a loud thing to look at already. Yeah. Don't, don't need, need to make it, to it more. Solids. Do you remember when we both had that same ice cream dress? Yes. <laughs> Whenever I wore mine, I was just like, ah. <laughs> there is nowhere to rest your eyes. I can't look. I can't see you. <laughs> You're just an amalgamation of <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> Too much happening. <laughs> You're just an illustration. Yeah. Yeah, that's my answer. Okay. Why do I ask? Why do you ask? We only do this once a month now. I, I forget. Why Why do you ask? Because we are talking about 101 Dalmatians, and that is Cruella DeVille's thing. Is she yeah. wants all the furs. She loves the patterns. Mm-hmm. And she wants these dogs to make coats out of them, which is not cool no it's the opposite of cool i mean because it's a coat uh-huh. i like you know i understand the the both sides oh you know, you under- making things you understand the side of killing puppies meat wedge yeah let's hear it making not puppies but <laughs> making things out of you know actual animal hides oh, yeah. and leather and things like that it lasts way longer you're not putting plastics into the earth but then on the other hand the animal's gonna die mm-hmm but, you know, one genuine leather coat is going to last you so much longer. So you're really doing less yeah. damage ecologically. Right. But, I mean, sort of. Because the, of. the industry itself. Right. Yeah. The industry yeah. really is the problem. And yeah. it's like, you just got to make sure that I just want. Like, if you went out and killed one cow and made yourself one outfit. Right. I would have weird feelings about you. But. <laughs> Why you do that? It would not affect, you know, the earth. But the also, fashion. I- the fashion industry yeah yeah it's, <laughs> it's too so much bad. well and the yeah the cow industry all that is yeah. just gross it's like i want i want to know that the animals that i'm consuming either their skin or their meat i want to know that they got to go outside and that they yeah. felt the grass between their toes and they had friends and they were happy they and healthy until the end and not you know this terrible like crammed into yeah. tiny spaces and they can't move and they're sick and gross and all that yeah anyway and not puppies i know that it's dumb to be like what's the difference between that animal and this animal but <laughs> puppies right <laughs> those are our friends don't worry the puppies i don't know no i understand i get it and i also understand i not to get on a little pedestal but you know what? it's my podcast yeah I understand absolutely back in the day and even now 
if it's animal husbandry, you know, you're caring for the animal, you have a symbiotic relationship with them, you know, and especially back when that was how you made a coat. Yeah. That was, you know, you use every part of the animal, blah, blah, blah. That's great. That's fine. But we don't have to do that anymore. And we don't have to do it at the scale that we're doing it. Right. If, yeah, if it was like I had one genuine leather coat and that's the only coat that I had for right. 15, 20 years. Yes. If you are buying the thing with the goal of sustainability and right. this is so I don't have to buy another one, that's great. But yeah, with the way that like even leather goods, you know, are kind of gone through and it's all just gross and bad and too much. It's too much is really yeah the issue. We yeah. just consume too much and people should just be told, no. We don't need that much. You don't need it. No. So, <laughs> do a little dog movie. <laughs> Yay. Yay. What do you, I feel like this is one of those ones that everybody knows every bit of, but I certainly have, as with previous movies that we've talked about, I've definitely read the book. Huh. And so I am familiar with the story, not the book that it was based off of, but the like, Oh, yeah. Cartoon, the the book version of the cartoon. Right, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I work with children. So I know the basic plot. So what do you remember? Well, okay, so first I will say this movie is extremely, like, dear to me. Yeah. Because growing up when, so my grandparents lived five hours away. And we would drive the five hours as a family to go stay with them for, like, a week. Yeah. Like, twice a year. And my brother's and I all slept in the same room mm-hmm. <laughs> and like two of us would sleep on this like fold out couch or pull out couch and then my other brother would sleep in a recliner yeah and we did this for a whole week and it was terrible yeah the, the older we got too we were just like Ugh. yep <laughs> I'm not made of rubber anymore no. but there was an old tv in there it didn't it wasn't attached to the cable or the satellite they had satellite all it had was a tape player and 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> and that was it. So for two weeks out of the year, for like 12 years of my life, yeah, I watched this movie every that was night. all you had. Yeah. I love that y'all didn't <laughs> think to bring another movie no. with you. No, we, we liked you it. You liked it, yeah. yeah. And so I remember the beginning of the movie very well. Yes, I love the opening credits. But we movie. always watched it when we were going to sleep. So you don't remember the end? <laughs> I mean, I remember, you know, the basic plot of it, but... Not as well I as, I haven't like... watched it all the way through, Yeah, you know, in a really long time. But yeah, the beginning where he's, like, playing the piano mm-hmm. and, you know, just when they only have the two dogs mm-hmm. still, it's just very sweet. Yeah. Opening credits and... Yeah, I mean, the main, the main plot of... Corella wanting does um Anita work for her I think so I think their relationship in this version is kind of unclear they just know each they other. know each other yeah and yeah. so Corella finds out that she they're having puppies mm-hmm. and she wants yep to make a coat out of yep and Anita doesn't really believe it I feel like Anita is like no that would never you wouldn't do that yeah but then cruella sends is it horace and jasper Mm -hmm. to get them to steal them in the night yep um and there's 13 of them yes yeah is that why you named your car jasper after this guy yeah nice (laughs) hell yeah i can never remember which one's which i think jasper is the tall skinny one yeah i think so it's classic tall skinny short round yes bad guys and their brothers their last name is baddington oh interesting yeah yeah and there is everybody british Uh uh-huh okay i thought so roger might not be yeah he is he is yeah 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 yeah. 
Roger and Anita, mm-hmm. Horace and Jasper, Cruella, Deville. Yep. Devil. Oh, yeah. What are the dogs' names? Just the big ones, not per- all 13 puppies. Per- Purdy? Mm-hmm. And Pongo? Yeah. 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 Purdy, short for Perdita. Yeah. And Pongo. And I. they have Lucky as one of their puppies and Rollo, who's the fat one, the who's fat always one. like, I'm hungry, mother. Really, mother. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I remember them hiding under the sink. Yeah, that's where their like, their little born. basket is. Yeah, that they go to sleep in, and they right. have a little nanny mm-hmm. who just lives there, and she's so sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the what, is it 101 Dalmatians when the yeah when um Scotland Yard gets involved mm-hmm. because all of the dogs communicate it like mm-hmm. across the city. Yes, and the Scottish terrier who works at Scotland Yard yes. is on the case. Yeah, yeah. I think of that all the time. When I hear dogs barking to each other. Yeah, it's the twilight bark. They're telling each other the news. Yeah. That's how they pass news along. They're like, what's happened? Yeah. What's that? 13 puppies. (laughs) Stolen. Yeah. So, yeah, Jasper and Horace come in the house and steal the puppies Mm -hmm. and then take them to this house. And that's where all the other puppies are. Yes. And they find out, you know, she's like, some of them they stole. Some of them they just bought from pet stores. Mm -hmm. Like, but she's got... 99 (laughs) of these little puppies and then it's the the pongo and perdita ones that are like well we're getting the fuck out of here yeah and they get help from a cat and a sheep dog yes who live nearby it's uh sergeant tibbs is the cat and then the colonel (laughs) is the sheep dog and then there's a horse named captain i think and they're the ones they hear the twilight bark and Uh they're like and the colonel is like can't hear very well so he's like puddles stolen puddles <laughs> yes I <remember laughs> he's like I, I think it yeah i think it's puppies sir and he's like oh of course <laughs> so yeah they go and and free all the dogs and then they have to get home yeah and so they've got this big long journey and they go because pongo and perdita meet up with them at some point mm-hmm. all these puppies yeah because they end up with all of them mm-hmm. back at their house and then they're all traveling home together and yeah they Go stay at this barn where there are cows who are like, we've got food. You can come drink this Aww. milk. And then um, at one point they uh, end up in a warehouse and Cru- in this like town and Cruella is like driving through and looking through the windows. And they're like, if we get in that moving truck, we'll make it home. Mm. But we have to get past her. So they roll around in the soot so that oh, they look yeah. like black, so, big black dogs. Yeah, they don't look like Dalmatians anymore. Yeah. And... I just, this is one of those two that yeah having seen there's so many like i can hear it you know yeah. where they're like one of the little puppies is like you mean you want us to get dirty and they're like <laughs> yeah do it roll around and they're like all right that's fun yeah and then when they get home and you know roger and Anita are so sad and then he's like they're labradors I can, like <laughs> just all these little lines that are like in my head yeah um and then i think cruella deville ends up driving off a cliff i can see her like driving erratically yeah because she's, like, she's trying to bash into this moving truck oh, full yeah. of puppies yeah. who are like in dresser drawers and stuff oh. and the driver crazy woman driver he's just like trying <laughs> to stay on the road but she yeah she goes flying off the yeah i don't think she dies i think she's down there yelling she's like jasper yeah but it's it's so cute and the the opening credits are all like spots yes and they go along with the music yeah yeah and pongo's trying to find a woman for roger and he keeps seeing all of these ladies who look just like their dogs but he's like nope too small nope, too young <laughs> it's very cute because i love when people look like their pets yes and it happens a lot 
It's cute. And it's very exaggerated in this opening scene. So yeah. Yeah, I, yeah because that's how they meet. Yes. Pongo picks Anita out mm-hmm. and like introduces them. the Dalmatian. Yeah. Yes. And he, so he goes and changes the clock so it looks like it's time for his walk. And they go down to the park yeah. and they wrap each other up and Aww. get wet. It's very cute. And then they get married. And then they're just like, well, I guess we have 101 dogs now. <laughs> the end. That's so and cute. Just deal with it. Yeah. I love that. I'm excited to watch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I think when I watched it, I always fell asleep in the dog, the Twilight Bark mm-hmm. scene because I don't really remember much after that. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. all that. Cool. It's one of those because it came out in 1961. It's one of those where like the opening credits are like five minutes long. Yeah. But it's fine because there's lots of little spots. Yeah. It's entertaining. Yep. Oh, and that song that Roger sings about Cruella de Vil is so good. Yeah. he's a musician. Cruella de Vil. <laughs> if she doesn't scare you, no evil thing will. Mm-hmm. Dun, 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 dun. The world was such a wholesome place until, until <laughs> Cruella, Cruella Deville. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know I knew that. Was in there. <laughs> well, I love digging things out of my brain. It's so fun. I know. Yeah, this is. I don't think anything is going to surprise me. I think it's going to be very much like putting on, you know, mm-hmm. an old shirt or just be like, yeah. "Yep, this is exactly how I expected it to go," and just hearing lots of things, yeah, before they happen. You mm-hmm. know, that kind of. Yeah, cool. I'm excited. Let's go watch it. Me too. Let's go watch it right now. Okay. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. That was a fucking simple movie. Yeah. It's very straightforward. Yep. They don't go off on any other path. Nope. No subplots. No, definitely not. <laughs> Dogs are missing. Let's go get them. Here then they we are. Did do that. <laughs> and now they're back. The end. Yeah. I think it is a very good example of an actual children's movie. Yes. Yeah. Even though, I mean, it gets a little... It's a little scary, scary. in parts. Yeah. Just not even scary so much as but, just like intense. Yeah. But... But it's easy to follow. Yeah. You know, and it's just good. It is. 
So the IMDb says, when a litter of Dalmatian puppies are abducted by the minions of Cruella DeVille, the owners must find them before she uses them for a diabolical fashion statement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. So the opening credits, like I said at the top, are so cute. Like, they're just so fun to watch. And they're super long because it's, you know, one of the older ones. And I was like, it feels like the animation department is showing off because there's I mean, so many different things happening. Yeah. And they kind of, it did really feel like they were because they were almost showing like the steps involved. They yeah. were like, look, here's the sketch. And now it's, we've added more. And now this is this step. And yeah, yeah it was very like aware of for sure. what it was doing. But it also seems really complicated, too. Mm -hmm. Just kind of, you know, they're like, look how many different things are going on. Kind of like we talked about in Space Jam, where we were like, it just seems like for these credits, they were like, how many effects can we put in here? Yeah. That's kind of what it feels like on here. But But it's super entertaining for every other movie that we've watched where we're like, okay, the opening credits are all of the credits and it is boring. Right. These are like entertaining to watch. The music is very lively. You know, it's cute. They also used 800 gallons of paint. Wow. Weighing nearly five tons to produce the cells of the, like the background and the animation cells. Wow. Which is enough to cover 15 football fields or the outsides of 135 average homes. I love the way we measure things. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, but the metric system. Exactly. And nearly a thousand different shades of color were created. But also, and we'll talk about it later, the animation department at Disney was really struggling at this time. So maybe they weren't showing off because they didn't really have the time or the resources to do it. Hmm. I don't know. It's just very interesting, like how complicated and involved it looks. And then when you learn later, like, and we will talk about it, like they were not doing well. So I don't know. Interesting. Either way, fun to look at. Not doing well, but we sure can afford five tons of paint. Right. (laughs) Not doing well by whose standard? I could not afford one ton of paint no <laughs> so in these opening credits is you know like we said mm-hmm. we get everybody who's in it mm-hmm. j pat o'malley is in this movie who mm-hmm. we've seen him a bunch of times eight of the nine old men worked on this movie yep and bill pete wrote the script and oh. he also worked on sword in the stone and a bunch of other nice. disney things yeah i noticed it was wolfgang reiterman also yeah he it's his directorial debut mm-hmm. like a, a lot of big big dudes are working on this one how big were they <laughs> Usually, though, in Disney movies, one animator will be in charge of one character. Right, yeah. But in this one, it was just like a big like team effort. There's like, look, whoever has time, just work on, you know, drawings. With the exception of Mark Davis exclusively was in charge of Cruella DeVille. Interesting. You can kind of tell. I mean, she looks inhuman anyway. Right. But she does have a little bit of a different style to her, too. Yeah, that's true. Which makes sense, too, mm-hmm. because you're like, she is... Otherworldly. Yes. She reminds me of Yzma from mm-hmm. Emperor's New Groove. It's the cheekbones and the it's skin the color. Bones, yes, for sure. <laughs> so we finally start the movie. We open in London, and a pleasant little British voice is telling us that he lives in a bachelor pad with his pet, Roger Radcliffe. Mm-hmm. And he's the dog. Yeah. He, he calls Roger his pet the whole movie. It's yes. very cute. Yeah, but so it's, you know, classic, like, misdirection of, mm-hmm. no, 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 that's, that man, that's not me. I'm this handsome dog over here. And Pongo is like, you know, we've been, ha- it's been fine, but the bachelor life is pretty dull. Mm-hmm. And this apartment is trashed. Yeah. And we need some help. We need a woman's touch. Yeah, and he's like, you know, my pet is handsome. And yeah. he uh, deserves a, a handsome mate. Right. So he 
is sitting in the window looking out trying to pick someone. Yeah. And the scene is really cute. There are so many posts that are like, you know, men think that women want men who look like Gaston, but really we all just want Roger. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's the ideal man. He is. Because he's a cartoon. Yeah. Well, that's true. (laughs) But yeah. So Pongo's like, I don't really know what makes a lady pretty because I'm a dog, but I've got these magazines to look at. So I'm going to go from there. And then I was thinking, what if they used this same bit in the 1996 version, but all he had was like O magazine? <laughs> and so it's just Oprah. It's just Oprah. <laughs> that would have been. I have delightful. not seen the 1996 version. So. Oh, well, we will. Okay. Well, at one point, <laughs> probably next August. So he's yeah. So he's looking out the window. He's seeing all these women walk by with their dogs, and they all look the same. Like the women and the dog look the same as each other, which is so cute. It's really cute. And then he's like, "Mm, too fancy. Yeah. Too whatever. Too young, too old. Yeah. He's like, we'll never find anyone. Mm -hmm. But then he sees a Dalmatian and he's like, oh, now hopefully the girl is also pretty. And he looks (laughs) and she is. She's cute. Yeah. Just a little blonde lady. And he's like, all right, how do I make this happen? I don't have thumbs. Nope. What do I do? But he can tell time. He can do a lot of stuff. He's Which very is smart. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, man, Roger works until five and it's only, you know, four something or whatever. Mm. What do I do? Aha. And he goes and changes the clock. Yeah. So it says like 510 and then starts barking with his leash in mouth. Yeah. He's like, hey, man, work time is done. Let's go. Yeah. We gotta go to the park. We gotta go for a walk. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right. Which then Roger <laughs> changes his watch. I, I wonder if he ever realizes. I know. I was, I really. I kind of wished that at some point later, I mean, we skip way far ahead, yeah. so it wouldn't really come up, but it just would have been funny if at some point he was like wildly late for something or early, I guess. Yeah. Because he changed his watch to match this clock that's way yeah. off. But he doesn't. So it's fine. So they go out for a nice stroll, except it is just a beeline to the park where Pongo is pulling the whole way. Yeah. He's got to find that lady and her dog. Yep. And he is stressed about it. He is. He's got like bags under his eyes for half of this movie, which I think is really funny. So he drags him through the park and they pass all the other dogs that he saw walk by. Mm -hmm. And he every time is like, oh, is it them? No. Is it them? No. And then he finally sees her. She's sitting on a bench reading a book and the girl Dalmatian is with her. He's like, all right, what do I do? Yeah. This is as far as my plan got me. Yeah. I don't know what to do next. And he's like, all right, I know Roger just wants to go sit by the water. But we're going to have to walk right by them to get their attention. So he, like, drags him around so that they catch their eye. And then it doesn't really get anybody's attention. So Pongo's like, all right, I got to just hail Mary, steals Roger's hat <laughs> and runs around with it and then tosses it on the bench next to this woman. Mm-hmm. He's like, eh, 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 eh. Yeah. He's doing a little eyebrow thing at Roger. Like, look at this lady. Yeah. Roger's just like, man, I don't know what's gotten into you, you know, completely ignoring the woman. Yeah. Well, because she's gotten up and left. That's all. Yeah. (laughs) So he's like, no, that's not, you know, absolutely not. Starts chasing after them and wraps, like walks around her so that his leash is wrapped around her legs and Roger's legs and then just like zoops and mushes them right together. together. Yep. And they fall into the pond and at first Anita is just like get away from me you have done what is your problem you know like you've done too much already like oh my suit and my coat and everything is ruined and the her dog Perdita is over there just like oh you you're the worst how could you and then 
she goes to pull out her handkerchief out of her little pocketbook and it's soaking wet. And then Roger's like, oh, here, use mine and pulls it out of his pocket. And it, too, is soaking wet. <laughs> and his hat is wet and it's just like covering all the way down to his nose. So he's like just a nose, which is really funny. Yeah. And then they start laughing. Yeah. At and the absurdity of it all. Yeah. And I mean, that's it. That's all she wrote. And then Purdy just like looking at Pongo like, you are handsome. You know, she was definitely <laughs> like, whatever my mom thinks, that's how I feel about it. Yeah. And now they're getting married. That's all it takes. One wet handkerchief later. Yep. And Pongo and Perdita get married too. I know. They're just outside imitating, like saying their vows or whatever, which mm-hmm. is really cute. It doesn't look like anybody is at their wedding. No. So I think that they don't have friends. They're both just weird dog people. And it's actually really good that they found each other. Yeah, because otherwise they'd just be alone forever. Yep. <laughs> well, I feel like they just did that. They skipped putting other people in because this movie truly is so simple and straightforward. They're like, no other characters. Yeah. It's well, just like even if Roger and Anita have other friends, it's about Pongo and Purdy. Yes. So it's like, well, they don't have friends. So yep, we don't need to see them. We don't care about that. I do wonder. I wonder how much time passed between hmm. when they got married, like when they met and when they got married. I know. I do, too. But now they're in a new house and we mm-hmm. learn that Perdita is going to have puppies soon and, and we they have a housekeeper. Don't get to see a pregnant Dalmatian. No. I don't know. Did they think that was inappropriate in 1961 to I see a pregnant dog? Because people got upset about the scene later on where the puppies are like drinking from the cow udders. They're like, that's inappropriate for a children's movie. And it's like, that's just how life goes. Yeah. So yeah, a pregnant Especially dog. Especially in 61, how many of those kids have milked a cow like it's right? fine yeah it's just what what are you talking about so anyway yeah we don't get to see her all fat and full of puppies which I know. Is sad yeah so they have a housekeeper named nanny and roger is writing little songs upstairs in his very cramped little studio which is so cute mm-hmm. and anita's doing whatever it is she's doing i don't know we never really learn about her nope but, but she just seems happy everybody yeah so yeah. peaceful and happy until honk honk <laughs> <laughs> thank you uh yeah perdita hears it first and is like oh god it's the devil lady and she goes to hide yeah and we see this car come tearing down the street and all that we ever really learn about cruella and anita is that they used to go to school together yeah that's all we know we do not find out why they're friends yeah how she found out about the puppies how right. she knows where they live how often do they hang out like was Anita she at the wedding? Cruella? Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> she probably was invited, but couldn't make it. Couldn't make it, yeah. Didn't want to go. I know. Which, I don't know. I kind of like that. We don't need to know, so it's fine. That's true. None of this is important Yeah. to the story, so she just is. But Roger had come down because it was tea time, but then Cruella showed up, and he was humming a little song, and then when Cruella showed up, he was like, oh, that's the perfect yeah. title for my song. Fits right in there. Cruella de Vil. Cruella de Vil. And then I got nervous because I was like, he's singing and she's going to walk in the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which she does. She just, I mean, she rings the doorbell and then Nanny answers it. And yeah. She's kind of busts in and is stomping around their house and is like, where are they? You know, quit wasting my time. And smoking a cigarette, which yeah. I did appreciate that this was shown as like a bad thing this time. Yeah. You know, we've seen in a lot of kids movies where somebody is smoking and it's shown almost as cool. Yeah. Like a cool thing to do. And this time it's like, oh, the evil lady smokes cigarettes. And it's like this green, noxious, like. Yeah. And everybody hates foul it. Foul odor. Yeah. She's really rude about it. That's true. Although Roger is smoking a pipe a lot of this movie as well. Do they ever show smoke actually coming out, though? Yes. Do they? Okay. 
Because yep. I remember him trying to light it in yeah. that one scene, but... Yeah, I, th- I think they do. Okay. Well, still. Still. This is a little better, at least. Yeah. Because cigarettes are a lot easier to smoke. Yeah. So, <laughs> if you're going to make one of them bad, make yes. the easy one bad and easier to get. But Anita's like, they haven't been born yet. You know? Yeah, you're it like takes time. Weeks early. Yeah. So, Corella's like, oh, okay, fine. Well, let me know when they are. Also, your house is stupid and your husband is stupid and everything about you is stupid. Why don't you have a fur coat? Ta-ta. Bye. <laughs> She's just the worst. Tries to pet Pongo and he's like, I'm going to bite your whole hand off, lady. Yeah. And it Roger be that hard. is upstairs playing music as loud as he can. Yeah. Just every instrument he owns, which is yeah. a lot of them. Mm-hmm. He's playing. He's pointing them at the floor yeah. to just make as much noise and as possible. And stomping to the beat. Yep. So then she leaves after putting her cigarette out in a cupcake. And then Roger comes down and is just like, all right, you ready for this? This is my magnum opus. And just yep. starts singing the song with like the, all the new words. Mm-hmm. And Anita is like, she's on. She's right there, man. She just <laughs> left. Like, she'll hear you. And he's like, I don't care. Dancing around. And, yeah, you know, Anita thinks it's funny. But then... Pongo goes to visit Perdita and she's so sad because she's like, why in the world would that lady want my puppies? She can't possibly love them. No. And I was so excited, but now I wish that we weren't having any. I know. It's so sad. No, it made me cry a little bit. Oh, she's really sad. Yeah. And it makes sense, you know, because like she knows that they're not going to keep them all, but she's like, hopefully they were going to go to families where people would love them. Yeah. But there's no way that that's her goal. So like, what does she want? It's just, it's really sad. Yeah. But you can't mountain undo what's been mountain done. I've heard that. These puppies are coming. Caught in a fortune cookie once. (laughs) Yeah. And the puppies are suddenly here because we don't need any more information in between those two scenes. No. And Pongo and Roger are both nervous and waiting in the kitchen, which Roger is more nervous. Yeah. Pongo is like excited, nervous. And Roger's like worried, nervous. Yeah. So the nanny finally comes in and says, they're here. And starts counting them out. And she's like, eight puppies. Roger's like, eight puppies, Pongo. Mm-hmm. And then she says, 10, no 11, no 13, yeah, no 15. Pongo's eyes are like doing that. Like, what do you call it? I don't know. They they're did like, it for a while, though. Oh, yeah. And they also, doesn't they're like concentric circles, too, yes, which yeah. they did a lot in these like mm-hmm. older. Some It was definitely somebody's thing that they right. were like, put that in there. Yeah. Because we know what it means. Yeah. It's when you're like overcome yeah a little dazed yeah dazed but like maybe in a good way unless it's in jungle book where you're hypnotized because they use that a lot in that one too yeah or in robin hood yep yeah so (laughs) nanny's like you know the mother's doing well everything's doing great roger and pongo are celebrating Mm -hmm. pongo you old rascal 15 (laughs) puppies puppies. but then nanny comes in and she's sad and she's holding a little lump wrapped up in a towel Mm -hmm. and she says 14 we lost one the poor dear I know. So sad, too, to be like, well, here's your dead baby. Yeah. Pongo. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, mm. um, can I see the alive ones? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Please. But Roger's just holding it. And, you know, he tells Pongo, like, that's that's just the way life goes, you know? Yeah. Which, I mean, yeah. one out of 15 is not bad. Yeah. But he says, and this is a thing that my mom and I say all the time. He goes, and yet, and yet I wonder. Mm-hmm. And he just starts, like, rubbing it. Yeah. Real hard. Yeah. Trying to bring him back to life. And it works. Yeah. His little pink nose starts poking out. Yeah. He's just as good as new. Yeah. <laughs> like he, I don't think he died of old age. Roger. <laughs> it's a weird thing to say. He's still pretty new. Yeah. Like, 
I think the time frame is short enough that he still qualifies as new. Yeah, he just needed a little help with his circulation. Yeah. Which this actually happened to Dodie Smith, who is huh. the woman who wrote 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. Her dog had 15 puppies and one of them was presumed dead and then her husband brought it back to life. Oh, so that's cute. I know. So they're all excited. But then there's thunder. Cruella de Vil. And she just barges right in. Yeah. And is like, 15 puppies, how marvelous, how perfectly. And she looks at the one all wrapped up and she screeches. Yeah. And she's like, oh, a mongrel, where are their spots? The devil take them. No, that's you. Yep. I know, which this is what, like, you know, obviously Nanny is, like, very fiercely loyal and delightful. And she doesn't know yeah. what Cruella's plans are, but she's, like defending them she's Mm -hmm. like they'll get their spots just you wait and see and anita's like yeah that's right you know it takes about 10 days or so but they'll start showing up but she's like oh okay perfect well i'll take the whole litter i'll just write you a check twice as much as anybody else would give you name your price but roger stands up to her which is so cute because he clearly doesn't want to for all of his like nervous she's scary yeah he's just like he's just stammers through it he's like no we're not selling any of them and you can kick rocks yeah get out of here yep and she's like you know protest don't be ridiculous you can't afford to keep them yeah and he's just like we'll manage you can't afford to feed yourselves Uh, they have a nanny i think they're okay yeah i think they're doing all right but yeah she gets super mad she storms out breaks their door in the process yeah rude but then nanny and anita are just like hugging all over roger like you were wonderful you know you stood up to her you did such a good job and then pongo goes in to tell purdy the good news that they're keeping all the puppies every single one of them i was like yeah it's good news for you you don't have to buy dog food right well at first just purdy will be feeding them so that's true (laughs) but yeah fast forward to the puppies have spots and they love watching tv and i remembered this scene as soon as it started and it is so cute yeah they're all watching this dog named Thunderbolt, <laughs> who is, I guess, like just a Wild West dog. Yep. Chasing the bad guys. And they're all cheering him on. Yeah. And it's wholesome and cute. It is so cute. Lucky keeps standing up in front of the TV. Yeah. Like, Lucky, get down. <laughs> I wonder, like, if he's the one that didn't die. I think so. They all have. Their names are, like, related to them. Yeah. Patch yeah. and Rolly mm-hmm. and Penny. Freckles freckles and lucky i think lucky's probably the one who didn't die mm-hmm. but he also has a horseshoe pattern on his back oh i didn't so, notice that that's yeah cute. which we can see when he stands up i used to have like just a little pl- i think he had like like those little lucky cats that you see mm-hmm. he had like one paw up i think if i remember correctly but he was really cute i liked that's him cute um and yeah we see all the girls are wearing blue and all the boys are wearing red cute but so the show finishes and they send the puppies off to bed and it plays a commercial for dog food called Canine Crunchies. Yeah. Which I'm like, is this just dog TV? Yeah. Canine Crunchies can't be beat. Because <laughs> it says you'll be strong if you eat Canine Crunchies. <laughs> canine Crunchies. So like, I think this is just. It's just dog even TV. Even in the 1960s. Just TV that you put on for your dogs. Hell yeah. Hey, do you have 17 dogs in your home? <laughs> do you need to keep them all entertained? <laughs> Super niche. Maybe you should eat these. They'll keep you strong so you can take care of all these dogs. <laughs> you pick up all those dogs. So originally, Bill Pete wanted to have the puppies cheering more during this scene, like being more interactive with it. Yeah. But Walt Disney was like, most children don't show any reaction when they're watching television. Mm-hmm. And then he told a story about his own grandson. He was like, I went and visited him recently and he didn't look away from the TV at all when I came to visit. Oh. And Bill Pete, who didn't super get along with Walt Disney... 
was like, well, maybe he didn't know who you were. (laughs) Oh, my God. Which he was like, everybody in the room was like trying not to laugh. But he said Disney, quote, didn't like that one damn bit. Oh, my God. That's so funny. (laughs) Fucking savage. They don't cheer, but they're definitely into it. And there's like three of them up on the arm of a chair and they just keep getting like trying to get closer and closer to the TV and their butts just keep getting higher in the air and it's so cute. Yeah. It really is. But he, I mean, Walt Disney's right. Like, I think most kids just sit there and stare at it. They're not super. Yeah. They don't show you know, a lot of interactive. Yeah. Unless it's Blue's Clues. <laughs> yeah. Because you have to tell the TV what to do. Yeah. So Roger and Nita take Purdy and Pongo for a walk. Because yep. all the puppies are in their little basket. Under the sink. Yeah. So cute. And they walk by this parked car with these two mean old looking dudes inside. Mm-hmm. Which it's Jasper and Horace Badden. I think I said Baddington at the top. That's close. But it's Badden. Yeah. I love that every man in this movie, which are just, there are only a few. They have huge noses. Yes. (laughs) I love it. I know. It's cute. Every time I see Jasper, I'm like, they had Hugh Laurie play him in the live action movie, Mm -hmm. which he did an amazing job because it's Hugh Laurie. Right. But I wish it had been Jerry Orbach. Oh, the guy yeah from law and order from yeah yeah he looks just like this he dude does. i mean the mo like obviously this guy is like way exaggerated yeah but but as a human that's what yes, he would look like yeah it would have been so good that's true and i mean he was in is in beauty and the beast like he was in mm-hmm. disney stuff it's yeah. not like he's too serious for that sort of thing no. like, he would have done he would have loved it i know oh anyway so horace he's the short one yeah. has trepidations he's like if we get caught again we're going to jail for life yes but Jasper is like, listen, I'm the smart one. It's going to be easy and I want my money. Yeah. So just shut up and go along with it. Yep. And he's like, don't worry. I've got this. So they, Nanny has tucked all the dogs in their little basket and then, you know, the doorbell starts ringing. So she goes and Jasper and Horace are there when she opens the door and Jasper tries like, we're from the electric company mm-hmm. and we've got to look at your switches. Mm-hmm. And she's like, we didn't call for that. And he's like, well, it's a new uh, law. Yeah. And Nanny's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I didn't hear about it. Right. Get out of here. Yeah. You can come back later. The, you know, owners of this house are not here. And yeah. I don't care what the loss is. I'm not letting you in. Especially these two shady looking dudes who have a briefcase that says electric spelled wrong on it. Uh huh. They had to add the R in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they also, he, you know, Horace is like, we're from the gas company. And he's like, electric. He's like, right. We're from the electric company. <laughs> like, there couldn't be more not you know who they say they yeah, are very clear she's like absolutely not yeah they push their way in yeah they're and, way stronger than she is yeah and jasper runs upstairs and nanny chases him and then while she she goes up to the attic and he runs back out and then holds the door shut and keeps her up there while horace grabs all the puppies yeah so we don't see what he's doing right away he just has the briefcase it's full of something lumpy and heavy yeah and they're like let's get out of here they take off and nanny's like oh those thieves i bet they made off with the good silver you mm-hmm. know and but she goes in the kitchen and sees that all the puppies are missing and she just starts freaking out and runs into the street it's just like police help oh it's so sad i know. Do they have a telephone yeah she's just so distraught that she's just she's just yelling she's just run now she's so tiny i feel so bad for her so Next scene, we see someone is reading a newspaper, which mm-hmm. means it's time for my favorite activity. What does this fake movie newspaper say? <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. Because it's animated, so it's not the one that's been in all the movies. It's right. It's a new one. It's a new one. The first paper that she looks at 
says, it's the Reynolds News, released November 2nd, 1959. The headline says, 15 puppies dognapped from home. The article does not say that. Oh. The article says, rescue workers in the Canadian pit disaster town of Spring Hill were fighting against the clock earlier today in a desperate attempt to find the 38 still missing in the wrecked mine. Oh, shit. It was struck by an earthquake 10 days ago. On Thursday, 12 of the miners who had been given up for dead were rescued. Yesterday, seven more were saved after being entombed for nearly nine days. What? Last night, one of the pit's medical chiefs said that the 10 days was the maximum period a man could live in a mine without food and water. And for the men still buried at Spring Hill, that 10 days ends tonight. Thursday's discovery of 12 of the men was hailed as a miracle. When a further seven were saved yesterday, a mine official said, this is more than a miracle. But the feverish rescue teams know that time is now against them. They have only a few more hours left. They know that if there are to be any more miracles, they will have to happen by tonight. But they are hopeful because of yesterday's rescue. They located the seven 15,000 feet from the pit head. As they tore away the wreckage, they heard tapping from behind a wall of rubble. More help was called for. And with bleeding hands, the rescue teams prized fervently at the debris. Huh. And then the caption under the photo, there's a photo of Nanny looking very sad with these puppies. And the caption underneath it says, relatives and friends of the miners who are still missing, maintaining a vigil at the pithead last night after the rescue of seven more men. So this was an actual article. Yes. (laughs) Which I I guess they just copied it and stuck it in there because it's easier than drawing one. That's weird. But I was like, of all the articles to pick. So then the second newspaper, the headline says 15 puppies stolen. And then they're... Are two articles underneath that say thieves flee and then another one says escape in car. Mm. The one that says thieves flee says four dangerous men escaped from Rampton Mental Institution last night and they were still something this morning. I couldn't read that part. And then the escape in car article says 22 anti-rocket demonstrators will spend Christmas in jail after clashing with police at the Thor rocket site near Swaflam, Norfolk yesterday. What the fuck? And then the third paper is just copied and pasted from the first article about oh. the missing miners. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go invest it. This is way too specific to be something that somebody just made up. Like right, the yeah, article in Death to Smoochie that's like... Made up, yeah. That's like, I wonder if anybody will notice how long I can go on right, you know? Yeah. So there was a real disaster, as you could have guessed. Yes. There was a bump, which is underground seismic activity, oh. that happened on October 23rd, 1958 in this mine in Nova Scotia Mm. and 174 miners were in the mine at the time and 75 of them were killed instantly just squashed flat damn and then 75 more were brought out the next day which left 24 still missing they found 12 of them on October 29th and then dug for 24 hours and got them out so they were like we know where they are but they're stuck in there so they dug for 24 hours got them out and then on November 1st they found another group Presumably the seven more listed in the article. Mm. It wasn't super clear on Wikipedia. And then that was it. So there were like, let's see, 24 still missing, 12 plus seven, that's 21. So three that they just didn't find. Yeah. 12 plus seven is 19. So five of them that they just never found that didn't die instantly, but died eventually, which like sucks for those five. But of 174, like... It's pretty good. (sighs) But um, the rest of them had to be brought up in airtight aluminum coffins because due to the heat down in the ground and for how long they were down there, the rate of decomposition was so advanced that they were just like, gross. 
So yeah, just stick that right in the middle of this children's sure. cartoon. You couldn't have found any other newspaper lying around. Like, what the Why? fuck, Walt Disney? Is that the one that we chose? So weird. I don't know. Because like the roller coaster that I went on where I was like, well, what does this fake article say? And I was like, ooh, this is super clear. I can actually read it. And I was yeah. like, God. Why did they pick that? Why? I guess um, back in 1961, no one was pausing the TV. No, that's true. <laughs> They were just like, grab whatever is closest. But yeah. also, I mean, it's still strange that they had this, like, Nova Scotia article, you know, yeah, down must in wherever they were. But like, international news. Maybe so, yeah. yeah. It's just like, okay. okay. I couldn't find anything about the other articles. I was looking for four dangerous escaped men from Rampton. Rampton Menstal Institute is a real place. Oh. And they had, like, they had people escape, but I didn't find four of them that escaped in 1958. So I'm not quite sure where hmm. that came from. But Interesting. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, back to the kids movie. Yeah. <laughs> so it's Cruella is the one who's looking at these papers while hanging out in bed and cackling about these minors that are lost. I mean, about these puppies that have been kidnapped. <laughs> and she has this phone. Yeah. That looks just like the devil. I know. It's like bright red and has horns and a little face. It's so heavy handed. Apparently the little devil face on the phone his face changes with her mood, oh. which I didn't notice. Whoa. I'll have to go back and look at it. That's but cool. I know. But when she answers it, she finds out that it's Jasper calling and saying, you know, we want out. We did what we agreed to do and we want our money and we don't want to be involved anymore in this because the cops are all over it. You yeah. Know? And she says, you're not getting paid until the job is completely done. Right. <laughs> at one point, he's like, the cops are all over it. So Horace holds the phone up to the newspaper so that she can he's hear like, it. It's in all the blinking papers, and he yeah, <laughs> puts the phone see, right, brilliant. But so Corella gets an idea and calls the Radcliffe household mm-hmm. to apologize. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just saw in the papers. That's so sad. Yeah. You know, you guys must be so sad. I'm so sorry to hear it. But Roger knows what's up. He's just yelling in the phone. He's like, "Where are they? What'd you do with them?" Yeah. And then he just like Roger. You know, so they talk for a little while longer. If I can do anything, let me know. Thanks, Cruella. Bye. Mm-hmm. And Roger's like, well, she's still my number one suspect. But Anita's like, look, Scotland Yard investigated her and cleared her. So, yeah, it's not her. Right. So um, Pongo overhears all of this and goes to check on Perdita. And he says, you know, our pets have done all that they can. So it's up to us dogs now. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, what can we do? We don't have thumbs. Yeah. And he says, we'll use the twilight bark. Yep. She's like, well, that's just for gossip. Yeah. And he's like, no, we're going to use it for this purpose. We have to try. It's the only tool we have. Yeah. Apparently, after this movie came out, the Disney feature animation team named their internal newsletter the Twilight Bark. Oh, that's cute. I know. I wonder what it was called before that. The Midnight Wolf. (laughs) Great. (laughs) (laughs) But for no reason. They're like, now we have a reason to call it that. Perfect. So they do just that. They go out. They're standing at the top of this big hill as part of their walk just Mm -hmm. looking out over the city and pongo just starts barking up a storm yeah until finally one dog responds yeah purdy's like it's too cold out it's too late you're not gonna get anyone and then they do finally hear back from one dog Mm -hmm. and it's this giant great dane with like (laughs) a thousand decibel bark yeah and his teeny tiny little friend oh my god it's so funny i know i've always wanted like that That range of dog yeah Mm -hmm. like i don't even really care what just one really big one and one really teeny tiny one that's like as big as the big one's head really big chihuahua one really small great dane (laughs) yes i mean they're kind (laughs) of shaped the same so really but i just yeah i love like 
I know, it's really cute. The combo. So Roger's like trying to shush Pongo, but he does get the message out. Yes. And the Great Dane and his little friend hear it. And we learn the Great Dane's name is Danny. Mm-hmm. And then the little dog is like, okay, well, I'll pass the message along. And he's like, rawr, 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 he's rawr. trying so hard. And Danny's just like, woof. <laughs> <laughs> the little dog keeps being like, what's he saying? What's he saying? What's he saying? <laughs> yeah. Jumping up and down. That's so cute. I know, it's cute. So yeah, now we see that all of the dogs are passing on the message. Mm-hmm. So everybody hears that 15 Dalmatian puppies have been stolen and it's up to the dogs to find them. So they all pass along the message. We see a little Scotty dog bark up a drain pipe to the dog we saw earlier, the big long haired brown and orange dog that was like with her artsy owner. Yeah. Um, who passes the message to Trixie before she gets yanked back in the house and then runs to another window. Yeah, we have all these little dog cameos from Lady and the Tramp. Like the little Scotty dog is clearly Jock and then Trixie was the dog at the pound and her bulldog friend are both in a pet store. Mm -hmm. And they have a bunch of little puppies with them, which is cute. And they're all barking and they pass the message to the fancy poodle who is in a limousine and like jumps out on the roof and starts barking through the city. Coco, get back here. Yeah. And And everybody's passing it on. Yeah. Just on and on throughout the until the whole city is barking. And I then know. you just hear people be like, shut up. It's cute. Yeah. Until it reaches the quiet countryside and it just gets down to like one dog passing a message to this dog mm-hmm. and then that dog passing it along. And then we see this big floppy old hound that is definitely just trusty from Lady in the Tramp. Yes. But his name is Towser in mm-hmm. this movie and he hangs out with a goose named Lucy. <laughs> the goose. And... Her little tail is wagging the I whole know, time. Oh, it's so cute. But Towser's like, all right, it'll be up to me to reach the colonel because mm-hmm. he's the, only the one next one. Parking range. Yeah, yeah, in the line. Um, And he does it. Mm-hmm. We see this little bitty farmhouse that belongs to a retired major general. There's a big horse named Captain mm-hmm. who wakes up a small cat <laughs> named Sergeant Tibbs mm-hmm. and tells him to go get the colonel. Who is an old sheepdog and he like... Sergeant Tibbs runs into this space and is like, where's the colonel? He's trying to find him. And then he like, the colonel comes up from the hay (laughs) and Sergeant Tibbs is on his head and he's like, oh, colonel, I, and the colonel is like, why are you bothering me right now? Yeah. And before the cat can say anything, he hears the twilight bark. Right. And so the poor cat, this whole movie. Yeah. Is doing the most, but getting the least acknowledgement. Has such a resigned sigh so yeah. much that he's like, yes, of course. Right. No, why didn't I think of that? Mm-hmm. Whatever, you know, but good naturedly. Yes. So, yeah, the colonel goes to listen and he's like, uh, 15 spotted puddings? No. no. Poodles? Puddles? 15 spotted puddles? Balderdash. I'm going back to bed. Yeah. Tibbs is like, maybe you should ask for clarification. Yeah. So he does. And he's like, oh, 15 spotted puppies. Right. That makes more sense. It's cute because he's like, one bark, two wolves, and a yip. Yeah. <laughs> Make that two yips. <laughs> like, ah, dog language, yes. <laughs> and Sergeant Tibbs says, we, you know, I saw a bunch of puppies over at Hell Hall where DeVille used to live. And I don't remember if it's the horse or the dog that's like, oh, nobody lives there. Mm-hmm. But they're like, well, we saw it. So. Yeah. Tibbs and the colonel go to investigate. Yeah. And then, <laughs> so Tibbs has to go in by himself because he's small and sneaky. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, yeah, there are puppies here. Uh, a bit more than 15, though. 
Yeah, the first puppy that he talks to, he's like, oh, are you one of the 15 puppies that was stolen? And he's like, that puppy's like, no, we were bought and paid for. Yeah, we came from a pet store. Yeah, but the those guys over there, they have names and collars, so maybe that's who you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And then that's when he starts really looking around this room, and he's like, there are so many dogs in here. Yeah. And actually, this puppy tells him there are 99 of us all together. That puppy can count so high. I know. It's really <laughs> impressive. Also, that place has to smell so bad. Yeah. Like, there's no way they're taking these dogs outside. No. So they're just... Yeah. Well, these are cartoon puppies, so it's fine. It's true. They don't pee ever. (laughs) And there are 99. We see there's just puppies on puppies on puppies. And Horace and Jasper are sitting there watching TV. And Tibbs is like, okay, I'm going to go count the ones with the collars and see if those are the missing 15. Mm -hmm. And he does, even though he keeps getting interrupted. But then Jasper grabs him by the neck because he thinks he's a bottle of wine. Yeah. Brings him to his lips. And then (laughs) they're both like, whoa. And chaos ensues. Yes. And for some reason, there's an entire cake there. Yeah. That Horace gets his face smashed into. It reminds me of the big machine from Fern Gully. There's just always big food. It's like, yeah. Where did this big food come from? Why? And who perched it precariously on this piano right <laughs> precariously perched precariously on the piano <laughs> <laughs> in the perfect position <laughs> for getting pulverized which yep. is what happens yep jasper is chasing tibbs off by throwing darts at him and then throws a whole wine bottle at him mm. and then he's gone so then pongo and perdita hear back from the great dane that puppies have been found out in suffolk so the great dane's like can you meet me tonight and they're like yeah we'll sneak out the window yep. so they do they go meet him and he says it's about 73 miles. Yeah. So, well, he doesn't say that, but he says it's he in says Suffolk and Suffolk. it's far. Yeah. Which yeah. Is, I was like, how far away is that? Yeah. It's 73 miles as the crow flies. If you have to drive it, it's 101. Damn. Well, they're Get crows. So. Get it. Oh. Ha ha. But also like, that's so far away. <laughs> Did they do that on purpose? I think so. That's they must cute. have. Yeah. This is just like, all right, if we're starting from London, let's, you know, let's see if there's a way. Yeah cute who knows maybe it's just a coincidence uh dalmatians it turns out can run 37 miles an hour wow at their top speed so it should take them about two hours to get there barring any obstacles or there, slowing down there are a lot of obstacles so many but but so they take off and danny's like running with them he's like i can go as far as you know this point with you and then mm-hmm. i'll give you directions yeah and tell you who to contact if you get lost yeah you're going to the old deville place and they're like and, shit right we knew it yep I know, Perdita's instincts were right all along. Of course they were. But Danny's like, all right, this is where I leave you. Good luck. Mm -hmm. If you need any help, contact the barking chain. Yep. And I just, I love how much they all help each other. It's so cute. Also, I love that everybody calls them the Pongos. Yes. So just implying that that's Pongo's last name. Yeah, Pongo Pongo and Perdita Pongo. It's a real Mario Bros. situation. (laughs) It really is. How many Marios are there between you? Three. So they're traveling through the snow and the cold and wet water for a while. They just like jump right in a fucking river. Yeah. And they're just like little dogs with no fur. They're very naked. Yeah. Like, Dalmatians have like little pink bellies because there's know. no fur on there. And I feel so bad. They have like no body fat, mm-hmm. you know, like their little waists are like, you know, so small. But, but they, they gotta they just go save their babies. Going. I know. So the Colonel and Tibbs are standing by because they know that the Pongas are on their way. And they see a car drive up to Hell Hall. And it's Cruella's car because it has angry eyebrows. (laughs) So the Colonel and Tibbs head for the house while the captain keeps watch. Cruella, we see inside the building, comes inside, you know, Hell Hall or whatever and says, the job has to be done tonight. The police are everywhere. 
She's like, I, d- I can't wait any longer. You have to do it. Yeah. Which this is when Jasper is like, well, they're not very big. We're going to get maybe half a dozen coats out of them. Yeah. And then Krill is like, half a dozen will have to do. Yeah. So I don't know if she's promised them to someone, if she's planning on selling them, if she just was like, make me as many coats as possible. I'm not really sure. This is the either. only glimpse that we get that maybe it's not just for her. Yeah, I always thought that it was like she just wanted the coat. Yeah, because she I mean, she's talking about how much she loves fur and stuff. But yeah, she's, you know, Jasper's like, this is not going to make very much. Right. And she's like, whatever you've got is going to have to work. So I just, I don't know. I don't know what her motivation is. But uh, truly, it's not really important. I just, all these puppies went missing. And then three weeks later, Crow yeah. Deville has come out with a new line of Dalmatian skin coats. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> hmm. Weird. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but they're like, fine, once our weird show is over, we'll go do it. Which yeah. they're watching this show called What's My Crime, where a convicted criminal comes in and this panel of judges, I guess, gets 10 questions to try and figure out what their weird crime is. It's really strange. It's very strange. Was it a real show? No, it's like loosely based off a show called What's My Line, where oh. there were like these people who were blindfolded and they had to figure out a famous actor just by like asking them questions. Oh, okay. But they make it this weird show called What's My Crime, which, of course, Jasper and Horace are like, that's our friend. (laughs) Yep. Well, it's all what's his nuts. Meat, meathead or meat hooks or something. Meat wedge. Meat wedge. Oh, no. (laughs) It's my great, great grandfather. Yep. But while they're watching TV, Tibbs is there. He snuck in and he he's telling the puppies to follow him so they can sneak out because there's a hole in the wall. Yep. He's like, we got to go now. And he gets the last one out and... (laughs) Which is Lucky, who is up on the TV. Yeah. He has a hard time, you know, getting his attention because he loves TV so much. And then Rolly gets stuck in the hole because, you know. He chunky. He, he chubby. And so the show ends and they get up and they're like, well, hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't this room used to be full of puppies? Weren't we just in a room full of... Hmm. Hmm. So they go looking for them. Yeah. And they keep... <laughs> Poor Rolly keeps getting left behind from the group because he can't move as fast. Yeah. Like they're all the whole group of a hundred is running up the stairs. Yeah. And Rolly's the last one. He's struggling on the steps. He whimpers and it's so sad. I know. And Jasper like sees him and he's like, Oh, they went up the stairs. So he follows them mm-hmm. and he's like, You check that room, I'll check this room. He looks under the bed, is attacked in the face by Sergeant Tibbs. Yeah. And then they all go running. There's so much chasing, so much barking, just little puppy barks. Yeah. And Jasper yelling because the puppies like knock him over and they all go running over his face. And yeah. then Horace and Jasper run into each other and the puppies go down the stairs and hide underneath the stairs. Just back and forth. I mean, just a lot of big chaos. old chase scene. Yeah. A lot of chaos. The colonel shows up and is looking through a window and is like, hey, sergeant, what's going on? And Tibbs is like, I don't have time to talk to you. Do you see what's happening? What do you right mean? Now? What's going on? Just use your eyeballs, sir. Right. Which they all end up running <laughs> back into the TV room. Yeah. But the Pongos have arrived. Yeah. And colonel hears them barking and runs towards them and is like hey you must be the pongos hello or just other lost dalmatians (laughs) coincidental he's like no come with me you know there's no time to explain but there is trouble right let's just go yeah so jasper and horace have the puppies and tibbs cornered which is so cute because tibbs has his little arms out like holding them all back like he's gonna defend all 99 of these puppies he will he will with his scrawny little cat bod yeah down to his ninth life yeah (laughs) so sweet but then pongo and purdy jump through the window yeah with their teeth bared looking nasty as hell Mm -hmm. so cool yep and attack yeah 
And Jasper smashes a hole in the door, trying to hit them. And then all the puppies run out with the colonel towards the barn while Pongo and Purdy dispatch the baddens and then chase after them. Yeah. It's so cool. She pushes Horace down in the fire. Lights oh, his yeah. butt on fire. It's very Home Alone. Yeah. Just lots of little, like, tricks and traps and... Yeah, using yeah. your environment. Yeah. Yeah, so they make it, they go running off, but then Jasper and Horace run out of the house, and of course there's a trail of, let's say we got 99 puppies, one cat, and three big dogs. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of footprints yeah. telling them exactly where they need to go. But over at the Sergeant Major's home, where mm-hmm. Captain and Colonel and Tibbs live, the puppies are reunited with their mother, which is so cute, right and their dad, you know, of course. They're just like, we're so, you came to get us, like, yeah. it's, we're so happy to see you. Pongo says, are you here, all 15 of you? And Patch goes, at least twice that, Dad. There's 99 of us. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I, I mean, it is at least twice. Yeah. Yeah. He's just a little puppy. It's at least four times. Not great at math. <laughs> but then one of the little puppies that's not theirs, you know, pretty just like, what on earth would she want with so many puppies? And yeah. one of the little bought and paid for puppies says she was going to make coats out of us. Yeah. And Tibbs is like, yeah, I overheard. I mean, that's, you know, mm-hmm. that's for real. Yeah, and they're like, what are we going to do? Yeah. You know, Pongo and Purdy are like, what do we do with all these puppies that aren't even ours? And Pongo says, Roger and Anita would never turn these puppies out. You know, we're going to take them all home. We have to save all of them. We can't leave them. Yeah. And he's right. I mean, even if they weren't going to keep them all, they would find them home. Exactly. So there's no reason for a while. Yeah. The captain then lets them know that there are headlights approaching. So they're like, okay, we got to hide. And the colonel's like, well, let's get them then. Yeah, let's just stand and fight. (laughs) Yep, let's make our stand right here. But the Dalmatians are like, we should probably make a run for it. So they go out the back way. And the colonel's like, we'll hold them off to the last fight or whatever, you know, like Mm -hmm. makes it very dramatic. And (laughs) Jasper and Horace come in and Sergeant Tibbs uses the horse as a firing cannon. Yeah. He like pulls one ear and it kicks one bad guy and then pulls the other ear and it kicks the other one. Yeah. I know. It's very satisfying to see them get full on kicked by a horse. Yeah. And like, they would be in the hospital. Yeah. If that happened. Yep. But it's a cartoon, so they're fine. Well, I wish they weren't. I know. Because then they just get to go home. Exactly. It sends Jasper and Horace like their heads crash through the back wall. So they see, oh, they went out this way. They mm-hmm. can still see the trail of paw prints. So we better go get them. As I said earlier, J. Pat O'Malley is in this movie. He voices yeah. Jasper and the Colonel. Oh. So in the scene, he's just talking to himself. That's funny. <laughs> Do you think he like moved to different sides of the mic? Yeah. <laughs> to be different guys. Yeah. And then we see them walk in on ice and they're having a really hard time, which is really cute. Because Jasper and Horace go driving by. Yeah. And they're on a bridge and they're like we lost the trail there's no sight of them Mm. which Horace is like what if they went on the frozen lake so to hide their footprints and Jasper's like you idiot dogs aren't that smart but we see of course that is exactly what they did this happened several times yep (laughs) it's cute and they're all like hiding under the bridge and again Rolly almost is the one who yeah he like starts to slip yeah but thankfully saved by Jasper being Mm. like get back in this car you know definitely wasn't that and then they go walking off down the frozen creek, which they're just like slipping and sliding and their little feetsies are I going know. everywhere. And even Pongo like slips at one point. It's just really cute. It is really cute. He's like, let me help. And then he like, his le- he does the splits. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's morning. Corella DeVille nearly kills Jasper and Horace. Yeah. She like almost crashes into them. Yeah. And is like. She drives like a maniac. The whole movie. Yeah. And she's like, listen, I only have one brain cell. Mm-hmm. And all that it is telling me is puppies. Yep. And Find so, them. Yeah. Go get them. 
They're like, we've been out all night. We're freezing. Yeah. She's like, don't care. I, d- I didn't ask, actually. <laughs> and then we see, it's a little while later, the puppies are walking through this nasty blizzard and Pongo is counting, which he's like, all right, I got 98. And he looks and Lucky has just stopped. He's just oh. sitting at the top of this little hill. I know. And just has fallen behind and... Pongo's like, you know, you got to keep up and goes and picks him up by his collar and is like holding him. But he's mm-hmm. like, my tail is froze and my nose is froze and my ears are froze. This is <laughs> so cute. But then this giant collie dog runs up. Yeah. And is like, oh, hey, we've been looking for you. Mm-hmm. You know, we thought we'd missed you or that you got lost. But here you are and we have shelter and, you know, you can come stay with us in this dairy barn across the road. Yeah, because they haven't slept. They've been walking all night. They're yeah. all so exhausted. And cold. So they all turn around into the wind and head into the barn where it's warm. And there are cows. And the cows are so sweet. Yeah. And they're like, you know, all the puppies are like, oh, we're so hungry. And we still have so far to go. And then the cows are like, well, do you guys like warm milk? Yeah. And so they all just like drink warm milk. It is so cute. Yeah. The There are four cows and their names are Duchess, Princess, Queenie, and Countess. Cute. Which the one named Princess is voiced by a woman named Queenie. What? <laughs> so like, that's so silly. Should have had what? Whatever. <laughs> but they're like the collie is like you guys are famous. Yeah, or maybe every, it's the cows, or maybe it's both of them. I don't remember. Everybody but, is talking about them. Yeah, yeah, and you're here. You know, we're we're all pulling for you. We yeah. hope you make it. We're so glad that we can help. Like. We're happy that we were here to yeah. help you on your way. The collie brings over like just some bread. And it's like, I've got these scraps for you. It's not much, but it'll hold you until Dinsford, mm-hmm. where my friend, who is a Labrador, is waiting to help you the rest of the way. And Pongo's just like, what? <laughs> he's so <laughs> out of it. He's a like, la- I have to sleep. A Labrador? And the collie's like, yeah, his pet is a grocer. And he's like, what? <laughs> He's like, look, it's fine. You know, he's like, forgive me. I'm. And he's like, no, 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 of course. Like, I totally understand. You guys are exhausted. Like, it's just yeah. so sweet. Like, so much selfless, like, good Nate. Like, yes, of course we're going to help you. And like, yeah. don't even apologize for being so tired. Oh, my God. Are you kidding? Like, it's so cute. It's really cute. I can't handle it. No. And then everybody's just passed out. Everybody's got to take a long rest. Yeah. Get their stats back up. <laughs> and then it's time to go again. The Pongos are on the move. Pongos plus 99. And... So they cross a road and it's, you know, there's still snow on the ground and Pongo hears a car coming and he uses a big branch to like sweep their tracks away so that the car won't see them. Mm -hmm. But Cruella is clever. She stops the car, reverses and sees the tracks on the other side of the road. Yeah. And she knows, you know, where she is and where the roads are. And she's like, they're going to Densford. Mm -hmm. She's like, you thought you could outwit Cruella DeVille, which is like, they're dogs. She's losing it. Oh, she lost it a long time ago. That's true. So they get to Dinsford. They meet up with the Labrador. And he's like, I've got you a ride home so you don't have to walk anymore. Yeah, they're like, what? See that big van. Mm-hmm. They run into a warehouse so they can like kind of scope it out. He's like, that big van over there is going to London as soon as the engine is repaired. We just have to get you all in it. Yeah, without anybody noticing. It's like a big moving van full of furniture. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, fucking Cruella shows up. Yeah. And is cruising around looking for him. And here are Jasper and Horace also. Yeah. Hasper and Horace. <laughs> you think she would stop and be like, have you seen 101 dogs recently? And people would be like, no. She'd be like, oh, well, they must have moved on. How do you miss 100 dogs? Well, there Easily, I guess. There seem to be like 10 people in this movie. That so. is true. That, that, <laughs> I mean, you're right. But then, th- so they're they're trying to figure out their plan. Like, all right, 
the bad guys are here, but we just need to get into that van. What are we going to do? But then Patch and Lucky come over and are arguing because they're covered in soot and like each one is half black. Yeah. And (laughs) poor Purdy is like, please don't argue right now. Yeah. (laughs) Cannot handle it. Right. But Pongo says, wait, that's brilliant. We'll all just be Labradors. Yeah. And so, because this whole room is full of soot. Right. And the Labrador is like, that's a great idea. Right. He's just like, there should be more Labradors in the world, honestly. Absolutely. Even pretend Labradors love it. But so, yeah, he's like, come on, everybody, jump in the soot. And, you know, the one dog is like, you mean he wants us to get dirty? Which I think about all the time. (laughs) And even still, Pretty does just like, just do whatever your dad says. I don't know. Okay. So it's fine. But so they all do it and it's working the mm-hmm. they start taking shifts like the labrador and pongo both covered in soot looking like big black dogs yeah take you know 10 or 15 puppies at a time toss them up into the van go back and get another one nobody notices that this is happening nope somehow it's working great i mean if they were dalmatians they would notice but right since they're labradors i mean this is classic labrador behavior so <laughs> getting in vans nothing walking sus. around the world's crawling with labradors honestly absolutely but so then we hear that the van is done. So a little yes, bit more urgent. Like, oh, we've got to hurry because they're about it's about to leave. Yep. And then Cruella drives by again and all the puppies that are in the van hide in the drawers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then Horace sees all the paw prints. He's like, Jasper, look, they're going under this door. Yeah. Do you think they're in this building? And Jasper's like, good idea. Let's go try. So they go around to find like a different entrance to try and get in. Nearly get hit by Cruella. Yeah. Again. <laughs> And then all the puppies are like, oh, shit, you know, she's watching us. But he's uh-huh. like, hey, we don't look like Dalmatians. She's looking for Dalmatians. Just act natural. Yep. And so they're, you know, walking casually to the van. And the one dog's like, she's watching us. But he's mm-hmm. like, just, you know, just keep going. Just be a, you're a Labrador. And act girl is like, natural. no way. There's no fucking way. <laughs> dogs aren't that smart. Right. But then snow starts melting off of the eaves of these buildings that they're walking under and dropping on them and erasing the soot. And <sighs> she's like, oh, fuck. There go them dogs. <laughs> Pongo's just like, run for it. Let's go. Starts tossing dogs in the van. But they all get in. Yep. Right at the last second. Yep. Whew. Stressful. I know. And just, yeah, yep. stresses me out. And, and they're on off. their way to London. Yeah. And nothing in the van seems to be strapped down. No. The door isn't closed. No. It's just full of furniture, bouncing around. Yeah, it's just a dresser flopping around in there, drawers opening and closing full of dogs. Yeah, it's it's fine. Yeah. So, Cruella chases after them and tries to run the van off the road and nearly succeeds. Yeah. And it's the part that you mentioned at the beginning. Yeah. Crazy woman driver. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's pretty chill about it for the fact that she's trying to, like, bash him off of this cliff road. Well, he's just like... Well, that's how women drive. That's you know? how they be doing. Yep. Women be shopping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's chasing after him. She drives off of the bridge instead of across it because there's only room on the road for one car. Mm-hmm. Crashes down into this really gross looking snow. I don't know why that's always stuck with me. Like, yeah, the snow it's is really full of dirty. Dirt. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. But then she just goes right up the side of the mountain because she's fueled by pure rage i know she's like like buried in the snow yeah the car and then she just reverses and then drives right back through it and i'm like what the fuck kind of car is this she's just so mad that she transcends the laws of physics (laughs) she's like i don't even care that it's slick and snowy and like a 72 percent grade here i'm going up and up she goes it knocks the sides of her like engine 
yeah off. it starts like she starts driving on the road again and it's like the hood has come off so her yeah. car looks like a hot rod almost yeah there's this fire coming out of both sides yeah there's fire in her eyeballs yeah she catches up to the van again and rams into it and a puppy goes flying out but pongo like reaches out and grabs it by the collar yeah. or tail or whatever but it, it all seems quite lost until we see jasper and horace are also coming down the side of the mountain and t-bone cruella and take all of them out yep except for, except the, for the van truck yeah, yeah 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 so the three bad guys end up in the snow their cars all crash krell's just standing at there yelling at them, you idiots yeah i don't even know what happened with jasper and horace's vehicle but the, their the steering stopped. wheel they're like holding the steering wheel in their hands like yeah. it's not connected just pops right off just falling apart who knows they got a shitty old car so now we're at the Radcliffe home. We see Roger listening to his new single, Cruella DeVille, on the radio, which yeah. just straight up names names. Like it is I like, know. they didn't gloss over it. It is Cruella DeVille. What an evil bitch. She should be locked up forever. And it's like defamation of real character person. Much? Yeah. Yeah. It's not a common name. Oh, that no. could be. It's another Cruella DeVille I know. Hello? Like- <laughs> you can't prove that. <laughs> But uh, whatever. He turns it off because he can't stomach it. And Anita's like, but you're so famous because of it. We've made more money than we ever knew what to do with. You know, it's yeah. a big hit single. And he's like, yeah, but I'm sad. Our puppies are missing. And mm. then Pongo and Perdita ran off. And it's Christmas. And this house is so empty. And Nanny's so sad about it. She says, the dear little things. Sometimes at night I can hear them barking. Which is like that scene from Brother Bear. Where he's like, sometimes I can still hear his voice. Stop telling people I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, because there's barking. Yeah. Immediately. And there's a dog outside. And it's a, a big black lab and a hundred lab puppies. Right? But then they start wiping the dogs off and they realize. Yeah. It's the babies. The Labradors. And he's yes. like, oh, Pungo, you old rascal. Starts wiping them off, dusting them off with a duster. Their I house know. is going to be filthy. Well, now they've got 101 dogs in there, too. Also, yes. Fuck yeah, remember it. we talked about previous episode about how Dalmatian hairs just get into everything? Yes. You might as well just get make, leather. Make a coat out of plastic, it. Plastic. Make a coat out of it. Get it? Yeah. So they start <laughs> counting, and all together, they've got 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. They're like, what are we going to do? We'll keep them in this little house. And they're like, no, no, no. We're going to move. We'll have a, we'll buy a big house in the country. We'll buy a plantation. A Dalmatian plantation. It'll be an inspiration. <laughs> and then and he, he starts writing a song. Writing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's we'll really cute. We'll have a Dalmatian plantation. So cute. And they did it. And they made it home and everybody's safe. Woo. The end. That's the end. That's the end. Replay. They made it home. Rewind. Replay. Absolutely. I love it. Classic. And so many just like good visuals. Yeah. Nice to look at, even with the sound off. Yeah. Don't watch it with your dogs, though, because there's so much barking in this movie. There is. Although we're doing best in show for the Patreon this month, if y'all want to join the Patreon to mm. listen. And the squeaky toy. Yeah. Did that kept... send your dogs? Yeah. That's so funny. I know. Did it make you cry? No. Yeah. Did it get you? It did. Yeah. I mean, well, when Perdita is so sad. I know. And then... It almost got me when Rolly was falling down the stairs because yeah. just the puppy whimper. Yeah. Just my soul was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. That's all so super sad. And then when they get reunited, you know, and the puppies are just like, oh, you yeah. came back for it. Like, oh, there's just little bits in this movie where it makes me really sad. I know. So cute. So it came out January 25th, 1961. It had a budget of 3.6 million. The initial box office release. Mm hmm. 
$14 million. The total after subsequent re-releases was $306 million, which if you adjust for inflation means that the lifetime gross of this movie is $900.3 million. Damn. Which is pretty good. Yeah. I think it's doing okay. Yeah. It's almost caught up with Barbie. Rotten Tomatoes score of 98%. So Roger Ebert gave it three stars. He reviewed it at a 1991 30th anniversary re-release. He said, though, it's an uneven film with moments of inspiration in a fairly conventional tale of kidnapping and rescue. This is not one of the great Disney classics. Wrong. Yeah. It's not in the same league with Snow White or Pinocchio, but it's passable fun and will entertain its target family audiences. If there's one thing that's absolutely first rate about the film, it's the character of Cruella with a voice by Betty Lou Gerson, who achieves almost operatic effects with her sudden entrances and exits, accompanied by clouds of yellow cigarette smoke. She's in a league with the wicked stepmother and the other great Disney villainesses, but the rest of the movie is more ordinary. Well, yeah, it is ordinary. Yeah. And that's why she is such a contrast to it. Right. That's the point. Yeah. That they have this, the world was such a wholesome place until Cruella, Cruella DeVille. Exactly. It's just very straightforward. I don't know. What a butthead. But he just never, he never quite gets it. Every now and then. Yeah. Three stars is not enough. No. Howard Thompson of the New York Times, his review that came out at the time it was released, said, While the story moves steadily toward a stark melodramatic chase climax, it remains enclosed in a typical Disney frame of warm family love, human and canine. However, he later opined that the songs are scarce too. A few more would have braced the final starkness. Hmm. There are only three songs in this movie, which is pretty atypical of Disney movies. They usually have four or more. Yeah. There are very few that have three or fewer. Um, There was actually another song that was written and recorded, but cut, that was supposed to be a song sung by all the dogs on their way home and their excitement about going to London right before the big car chase is when it was supposed to be in this movie. So I guess when they're in the van. Yeah. But it was cut because of just the emotional whiplash of like how hopeful they all are and how excited and then this really harrowing thing that they go through. Right. So they just took it out. I think that's fair. Yeah. Are there any... Are the songs... Are they full songs? I don't think so. There's just Cruella DeVille and then the Dalmatian Plantation. And then is there a third song? I don't remember another song. Are they counting the Canine Crunchies jingle? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but none of none of the songs are like full productions. They're kind of just afterthoughts. Yeah. Little bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. You're totally right. Yeah. I can't. I don't know what the other one would be. But it's fine. Not every yeah, movie needs a bunch okay of songs. Yeah. It. I agree. So... I thought this was really interesting and I didn't notice it necessarily. I mean, I kind of noticed, but it was a deliberate choice that all the dog actors have deeper voices than the human actors mm. to give them more power. Because oh. this is a story about dogs from a dog's point of view. Right. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. Because it's like, yeah, cool. the, like the collie has such a nice deep voice. Yeah. And like the Great Dane, obviously, because he's huge. But of course, yeah, all the dogs do. Yeah, that's cool. Perdita is actually voiced by two different people mm. because... Halfway through production, the original voice actress got married and moved to New York. What? She was just like, I'm done with this. This is taking too long. I don't care. Bye. <laughs> Damn. She just left. Like I said, this is just a little bit of, you know, yeah. web weaving. J. Pat O'Malley voices Jasper and the Colonel and also the van mechanic. That'll get you as far as London. Oh, nice. And we've seen him before in a couple of things. He was Otto the dog in Robin Hood. He's okay. also in uh, Jungle Book and Alice in Wonderland, which we haven't covered yet. Yeah. And he's the one who taught Dick Van Dyke to do his accent his in Mary Poppins. His terrible Poppins. accent. Yes. Yeah. Because he is an English dude. And Dick Van Dyke was like, listen, 
he was my voice coach. You know, if if I sound bad, it's talk to him fault. about yeah. it. He said I did great. I thought that was so funny. I know. Captain the Horse is voiced by Thurl Ravenscroft. Nice. And Nanny is voiced by Martha Wentworth, who okay. voices the marvelous Mad Madam Mim. I was like, I recognized her voice, but I couldn't figure out who it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, once you know that it's her, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yep. Yep. That's yep. cute. Yeah. So the book, like I said, was written by a woman named Dodie Smith, who was a playwright and novelist who also kept Dalmatians at her home, although she only had nine of them. Oh, only nine. Yeah. And one of them was named Pongo. And apparently she got the idea for a book when one of her friends came over and saw all the dogs hanging out in a group and was like, oh, they'd make a lovely fur coat. What a weird thing to say. I know. Like, I'd be like, well, we're not friends anymore. Yeah, you can go. Oh, spooky. <sighs> was her friend's name Cruella? <laughs> her friend's name was Evil Demon Lady. <laughs> Coincidence. Um. Walt Disney read the story in 1956 and immediately bought the rights, which Dodie Smith was like, I was really hoping he would do that. Nice. Like when I wrote the book, I was like, fingers crossed, Walt It'll, Disney reads yeah, it. Yeah, get made into a movie. Yeah, which he did. And Bill Pete wrote the script single-handedly, which is usually not how this goes. They were just like, you're in charge. Like, here oh, we go. That's cool. Make up a story for yeah. it. But he kept in close contact with her and would send her sketches of character designs. And she loved them. She was like, you've improved on my book so much. Like, I loved this book, but you've made it even better. And it's so cool to see them all come to life, which I love hearing. You know, so how many times have we like... I don't know that we've ever said this. Right. Where somebody's like, oh, I love it. I mean, she loves the movie. Like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. She says her favorite cell in the movie is about three minutes in when Pongo is stretching in the windowsill, which makes sense if she's like a huge Dalmatian lover and she had a dog named Pongo. She was like, look at him. It's so cute. That's cute. Yeah. So like I said at the top, Disney animation was really struggling at this point and a lot was riding on this movie Mm -hmm. because Sleeping Beauty had just come out in 1959 and was a huge flop. Its initial release only made 5.3 million of its $6 million budget back. Interesting. To the point where like, Disney had to record net losses for the year Hmm. and they cut a lot of people from the team, such as normally a movie would have 500 inkers on it and they only had they had fewer than 100 to work on this movie. And they were even talking of just scrapping the animation department altogether in favor of live movies and television shows and working on Disneyland, which opened in the 60s at some point. That's interesting. I feel like they did really well with Snow White. Yeah. And then... It was just a struggle until The Little Mermaid. Yeah, for so, from so like, long. What, 39 to 89? Yeah, I think, yeah, 37, I think is when Snow, Snow White, White came out. Yeah. And I they're like, Pinocchio might have done all right. But yeah, yeah, Dumbo, I think, didn't do very well. Sleeping Beauty, not great. Like all these ones that we look at as classics now. Yeah. That, yeah, they just fucking, well, we'll Flop. try this, but pff, this is our last ditch effort. And they just kept trying, but. I guess the other things that they did helped keep the animation department afloat. Right, yeah. Which, I mean, this one did do fairly well. So they yeah, were like, yeah, well, okay, sure. we won't give in just yet. But it feels like they were always just like on the edge yeah. of closing. Which is wild to think about considering mm. how we feel about these movies now. You know, well, it's considering like, Disney now. Yeah, truly. Probably one of the largest economies in the world. Yep. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The 51st state <laughs> of Disney. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, oh, Sleeping Beauty, what a flop. It's like weird to yeah, say that. Yeah. She's a princess. She's, you know, one of the princesses. But so in order to make this movie that was so visually complicated and interesting, but with so few staff, they just photocopied a lot of it mm. rather than redraw things, you know, by hand like they normally would do. Yeah. So Xerox played a huge, huh, like a huge part in making this movie possible. But it also 
led to this like rough outline sketchy sort of style that was prominent in Disney movies until the rescuers came out in 77 yeah. that we've talked about before, like yeah. in sword in the stone where, you know, you can see like yeah. the angles and the sketch really angular and sketchy. They did that because they were like, we don't have time to smooth it out, huh. draw it, copy it, let's go. And Disney really did not like it the way that it looked, but what can you do? You're cutting yeah, people, that's... you know, this is all you got. Yeah. You either hire more people or wait 15 years for them to finish this. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah, I mean, he bought the rights in 56 and this movie came out in 61. So it already was like, yeah, taken a while. Not the longest turnaround time we've ever seen from a Disney film. Right. But what is the longest? I forget. I mean, but there was one that was like, yeah, where he kept trying to make it and it kept getting shelved. Yeah. (sighs) They were going to make it at this time and then they decided to make this instead. And then they did. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that conversation. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? So for my last thing, some changes from the book. In the book, the humans are named Mr. and Mrs. Dearly with no first names given. That's cute. Um, Some people think that the reason he changed that is because they already came out with Peter Pan, which had the darlings in it. And then Lady and the Tramp, which was uh, Jim Darling and somebody dear, Jim Deer and Mm -hmm. whatever her name is, somebody darling. So like, let's get away from that. Perdita is actually the name of a stray Dalmatian that they find whose puppies have been taken from her and sold. So she is brought in as a wet nurse for the Pongo's puppies. And the dogs that belong to Mr. and Mrs. Dearly are just Pongo and Mrs. Pongo. Oh. (laughs) Which is like, did she not have a name before they met? Mm -mm. There was like, this is my dog. What's her name? I don't know. She doesn't have a husband. (laughs) (laughs) She cannot exist without him. That's strange. But Perdita means lost. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of cute and sad that that is her name in the book. The bad guys are named Jasper and Saul. Oh. Yeah, Horace is better. I I agree. They have two nannies, Nanny Cook and Nanny Butler. And then Sergeant Tibbs in the book is a gray lady cat named Tib, which I wish that it had gotten to be a lady in the movie. She could still be a sergeant, but it'd be cute if she just like hung out with these other military types. Right. And was just a lady cat. It was badass, but whatever. Sergeant Tibbs is still cute. Couldn't do things in 1961 yet. No, certainly not. Certainly not lady cats. Not military stuff, for sure. <laughs> Too delicate. Yes, quite. But yeah. Nice. That's, that's all. That's cool. Thoughts? Um, Tell me your thoughts. That's a really empty in there. <laughs> Just a Windows screensaver. Yeah. <laughs> You're waiting for it to hit the corner. What? <laughs> Bonk. Thoughts? I really liked it. That's my thought. I liked how simple it was. Like I said, I liked how straightforward it was. I liked it was uncomplicated. And I experienced that thing several times where you know what's going to happen before it happens Mm -hmm. which is a really nice feeling Mm -hmm. the canine crunchies commercial like unlocked something inside me yeah i was like oh yeah yeah the lady who sang that was the same lady who voiced anastasia in cinderella so she has that like really obnoxious voice yeah like let's use it to our advantage because that song is obnoxious it is yeah i feel like canine crunchies (laughs) it's cute it is cute it's cute it's good it's another movie that you're like, how are any of us not treating animals like royalty all the time? <laughs> yeah, they just, have such rich inner lives. I know. And just the movies we were raised on. Yeah. It's so funny. This is not very related, but it's so funny when I tell people that we have a podcast where we talk about kids movies from before the year 2000. And if they're a younger person, they, they're they like, oh, I don't know if I know any. What? And I have to be like, 
you know, like 101 Dalmatians came out in 1961. Like, you know that movie. Yeah. Like, people think that they only watched movies like like the 10 years like before and after they were born. And I'm like, no, these movies persist. Yeah. For a long time. Yeah. I do wonder, though, if younger people are not watching these as much because there's so much stuff coming out yeah. now. You know, when we were kids and these were coming out, not this one, obviously, but yeah. I think Disney was still on that path of like every four movies, yeah. you know, we're going to make a movie. We're not yeah. going to put one out every five minutes because no. we don't have the. It really was every four years. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Until. Yeah. Until I think Little Mermaid, which is when they really started because like Beauty and the Beast is 92 two that's four that's three years later but mm-hmm. lion king was 91 so they were just like okay let's start like yeah well, that's when they started frequently. using computer stuff yeah. too, so they could speed it up a little bit yep and started making money and could afford yes. to hire more animators but yeah i mean there just wasn't as much stuff and it, mm-hmm. it wasn't as available to you also right. you know yeah. you had to go physically buy it yeah and with disney movies if it was available if it wasn't in the vault which was oh it's such a weird concept uh, to think about now i know but like what a move to create your own create your own scarcity yep Yep. yeah it's uh and you can't just go to the fucking peddler's mall and find an old copy nope if you've got it you're holding on to it exactly and you're gonna watch it be able to get it till you wear it out if you're me and robin hood or me and tall tale sadly (laughs) weird movie to wear i know so weird (laughs) why am i the way that i am well that was delightful and hopefully you guys enjoyed it as well thank you so much for listening if you would like to come talk to us tell us about your dogs i want to hear about it yeah tell us about your dogs everybody loves to talk about their own dogs exactly and i love to listen so go tell us don't tell us about your cats save that for a different episode we love cats but this is not the cats episode we need a cat month we have dogist that's true we should pick one because when are we going to watch aristocats in the cat month February great feeling feline brewery while bucket snake works on that <laughs> you come talk to us over on instagram replay rewind podcast you can email us replay rewind podcast at gmail.com there's a tumblr replay rewind podcast or you can go to our patreon to check out bonus episodes like bucket snake said we are doing best in show this month keeping up with that doggest theme so that'll be over there and a bunch of other stuff i mean there's like we make up our own movies mm-hmm. smash them together Do i've remix. been reading madam doubtfire over there there's a lot of good fun stuff over there we'll shout your name out on the show we'll mail you a sticker in the mail go check it out patreon.com slash replay rewind podcast you can check out our other freely available episodes on spotify apple google amazon iheart noise all the places i can never remember I'm just i, always I love say that it. you just make up a new one every time that delights me i'm always like <laughs> what are they gonna say this time <laughs> Uh, wherever fine podcasts are sold and given away for free we will be there and if you want to if you don't feel ready to commit to the patreon but want to know our opinions on a movie made for adults rather than children like say uh jurassic park or anaconda or romeo and juliet all bangers any of those (laughs) (laughs) you can buy single bonus episodes and also some physical merch and you know throw some money at us to show us that you care over on our coffee page ko-fi slash replay rewind podcast absolutely and if you want to help us out in a non-monetary fashion just tell your friends like subscribe send your friends an episode that's the easiest way to get our name out there and we super appreciate all your support and your listening 
And in the meantime, stay fresh, cheese bags. And don't forget to reduce, reuse, recycle, replay, rewind, and return the dogs to their home. <laughs> Just and don't I'll- take them. Also, spay and neuter your pets. I feel like this is a good... Spay and neuter your pets. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a lot of puppies. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.